0: Right now, on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Bernes.
1: The laws of God, the Torah, only revealed man's inability to keep the commandments of God. God's answer is, I'll give you a new covenant. This is going to be something greater because you didn't have the power to keep the old. Well, I'm continuing today with what I think is the most important teaching that the Lord has given me. For his people, he wants his people to understand that Israel is still the apple of his eye. He wants his people that know him and love him and serve him and are co workers with him in what I believe is the last days to understand his ongoing faithfulness to the Jewish people and that the Jewish people and the land of Israel play a central role, not only in his plan for the last days, but his eternal plan for world redemption. And so we're continuing today in a teaching that I'm calling Unlocking the Prophetic Mysteries of Israel. And it's a companion DVD series to a book that, uh, well, by the time that this is out will be released, Seven Keys to Understanding Israel's Role in the End Times unlocking the prophetic mysteries of Israel. So I wanted to put this into both book form, because some people learn through the eye gate. They need to read while others do better with hearing, and when you do both, you really get it. And so I believe that the church needs more teaching about God's faithfulness to Israel, to the Jewish people, about why they play a key role in His return, and I believe as people hear it enough, It releases this new life, and people tell me when they get a hold of of the Jewish roots of their faith, when they understand the Jewish roots of their faith, it's like a light going on, a light switch going on, and they're born again, again. And that's true about so many truths of God's Word, isn't it? I love how that works. The Word comes alive to us. And so He has called me, I believe, to teach His people about His love for and faithfulness to the Jewish people, and the role that they play in the last days. So I've already talked about the first two, key one, which is the seed promise. The seed promise, Genesis 3.15, is the foundation for understanding everything. What what scholars call the proto-evangelion, that the seed of the woman would eventually crush the head of the serpent and reverse the curse, the second Adam. In other words, that would come from the seed of the woman would right everything that was wrong. And I talked in detail about that. So, the seed promise is foundational to understanding how Israel fits into all this. The second key that I looked at is the Abrahamic blessing. Genesis chapter 12, I talked about the blessing that Israel, the Jewish people, have been to the world. But then the greater blessing, the seed that would come through the seed of Abraham that would bless every family of the earth is the Messiah. It's Jesus, it's Yeshua. And that explains why Satan has worked so hard to destroy the Jewish people throughout history. But the third key to understanding the prophetic role of Israel is understanding the new covenant. And I want to take you back to Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet never saw the promises of God come to pass, but he, he had a glimpse of everything. He saw the Messiah. He saw the New Covenant. He saw God's faithfulness to preserve the Jewish people. So many great prophecies in Jeremiah. And 31 is one of the great chapters of this incredible book. Let me uh, take you there, and we'll show you on the screen. Jeremiah 31, 31. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant, in Hebrew, a Brit Hadashah. Everybody say that. Brit Hadashah. Say it at home, Brit Hadashah, a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. So let me make a couple of points about this so far. First of all, Jeremiah was writing at a time when the Kingdom of Israel was divided into two kingdoms. It was after the time of King David and King Solomon where where Israel was united into the 12 tribes. And now they divide over conflict after Solomon. And you have the northern 10 tribes, the Kingdom of Israel, which was later uh, taken into captivity by the Assyrians. We don't know what happened to them. Then you have the southern kingdom, the two kingdoms in the south, the Kingdom of Judah. And that's the kingdom that was later taken into captivity by the Babylonians and then returned after the Babylonian captivity. And most Jewish people today, or all the known Jewish community, traces their heritage back to the southern kingdom, Judah, the Jews, the Jewish people. That's where it comes from. And Jeremiah was part of the southern kingdom, but he was writing to all of Israel. He was writing both to the kingdom of Israel. Israel in the north and the southern kingdom. This is God speaking to all the tribes of Israel when he gives them this new covenant. He says, this is a promise for both the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It's all of the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he says, I will give you a Brit Hadashah, a new covenant, and it won't be like the covenant that I made with your fathers. He's talking about the Mosaic covenant but it hasn't been done away with, but the new covenant is gonna be something new. It's gonna be something different. Why? And the answer is in the text, because you're not able to keep it. You're not able to keep it. You don't have the empowerment to keep these laws. The laws of God, the Torah only revealed man's inability to keep the commandments of God for all fall short of the glory of God, right? It doesn't mean that they're going to be done away with, and it certainly doesn't mean that God is going to reject the Jewish people for their disobedience, but rather God's answer is, I'll give you a new covenant. I'll give you a better covenant. It's for the whole house of Israel, and it's not going to be like the the last covenant, the Mosaic covenant. This is going to be something greater because you didn't have the power to keep the old, the Mosaic covenant. Not that I'll do away with you, but I'll give you something new. And then he tells us four specific elements of this new covenant. Let's look at what they are, okay? And this is in verse 33. This is the covenant that I make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. That's number one. Two, I will be their God and they will be my people. Three, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord because they'll all know me. From the least to the greatest declares the Lord. And four, for I will remember their wickedness and sin no more. Wow, incredible. Let's look at these very specifically and how they differ from the Mosaic covenant. First of all, we've got to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere.
0: Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah to the Jew first and also to the nations. We also provide life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished Jewish people in the world.
2: That's why your gift is crucial. For your gift of $40 or more, we'll send you this collector set of three important new resources by Rabbi Jonathan Burness. In Jonathan's new book, Unlocking the Prophetic Mysteries of Israel, you'll discover the seven keys to understanding Israel's past, present, and future role in God's plan and your vital role in bringing the kingdom of God to earth. The Companion Study Guide helps you dig even deeper with guided questions and personal reflection and this 7-DVD set with bonus material not in the book. We'll also add our Jewish Voice Today magazine with timely insights into Israel and the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. Or, when you bless the Jewish people with a new monthly partnership of $25 or more, we'll send you all of these resources. And Rabbi Bernus will personally hand-endorse and sign his new book just for you. Call now to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $25 or more. Or, for these gifts, specify offer 1966 when giving a one time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support, or send it to us at Jewish Voice Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona 85001. Call, click, or write to us today.
1: We're looking at keys today that actually unlock mysteries, the prophetic mysteries of Israel, and God wants you to understand this. The key we're looking at now is the new covenant found in the old. You've come into a covenant that was given to the Jewish people, that was given to the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that's why, as we'll talk about it in the next key, the gospel is to the Jew first. It was given to them, it was promised to them. And the first promise is so beautiful. It says, I will write my law in your hearts and in your minds. What's the difference between that and the Mosaic Covenant? And it's this, our placement to the law. It's not that the Mosaic Covenant has been done away with, but the Mosaic Covenant was on tablets, right? It was on parchment, it was external. It was on our shoulders. In the New Covenant, what's been, what was previously on stone and parchment has now been written on our hearts and our minds. And then he goes on to the second promise and he says, not only will I write my law on your mind and heart, I will be your God and you will be my people. Now, isn't it true that the Jewish people have always been a special people called of God? And the answer is yes, they're a called people. Beloved of God in covenant with a God that will never reject them. But there's a difference in the new covenant between a people that have been called, but unable to gain entrance into the Holy of Holies or touch the holy mountain, and a God who says, now you have access into my very presence and can call me, not Hashem, or the name, or Adonai, Sir, a distant God who we can't quite reach other than through The priest, bringing the sacrifice once a year, but now he's Abba, he's Daddy. And we go boldly into his, the Holy of Holies, into his throne room, because now we have the spirit of adoption in the new covenant, and we cry, Abba, Father. Now, the third one, the third promise is yet to pass. The third promise is the one we're waiting for, praying for, and believing God for together. And that says this. No longer will they teach their neighbor, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me from the least to the greatest, declares the Lord. That's yet to be, but will happen. And we're supposed to play a role in that happening. In other words, the Jewish people as a whole, all Israel, as Paul says in Romans 11, actually quoting this, will know him. But you have a role to play. And how does that come about? By the proclamation of the good news. The carrier of the message of life that began with the Jewish people and will return again to the Jewish people through the new covenant. That's a key. It's a prophetic key. And then the final promise, the one that we've all come into, for I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sin no more. You know what? That's different than the Mosaic Covenant. In the Mosaic Covenant, the sacrifice of animals covered sin so that a holy God could dwell in the midst of an unholy people. But in the New Covenant, through the blood of Jesus, through the blood of Yeshua, our sins are wiped clean and remembered no more. Isn't that beautiful? All of those promises that we've received were for the Jewish people. We're through the Jewish people, and that's why the New Covenant in Jeremiah 31 is absolutely central to understanding God's plan for the world. I don't want you to be ignorant of these mysteries, the Lord says. And so one of these mysteries, one of these keys, the fourth key, is that the gospel is to the Jew first, and this one is so often overlooked by so many Christians, and I don't want you to miss this today. Let's look together at Romans chapter 1, and uh, I love the whole book of Romans. And in fact, Romans 9, 10, and 11 is the the, the key scriptures, the key chapters to understand the role that God has for Israel in the last days, and and how you fit into this as a believer in Messiah, as a spiritual son or daughter of Abraham. That has a ring to it, doesn't it? I'm a son of Abraham. I'm a daughter of Abraham. You say that to yourself because it's true. You've been grafted into a glorious history, a glorious past, present, and most importantly, future that was promised to the Jewish people and you are now inheritors of. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad for that? Just say, Lord, thank you for that. You. But it begins with the Jewish people. And the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 1, first of all, going back to verse 14, of Romans 1, he says, I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, or we can say this, Jew and Gentile, I'm obligated to both to the wise and the foolish to preach the gospel, to preach the gospel. That was his purpose. That was his obligation to Jew and Gentile, male and female, bond or free, wise and foolish. The gospel is so simple, right? So basic. The wisest to the most foolish can embrace this truth and be transformed. And then he says this in verse 16, which I want to draw your attention to. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. It's for everyone. But it's to the Jew first. So many times I see this quoted in books and it says I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Messiah because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes dot dot dot. I was at a missions conference not too long ago and they had Romans 1:16 up as a banner. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Messiah. I hope you're not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power, and I want you to see not a power. This is not an option. This is not another path, along with the other paths that lead to God. It's the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So I agree with that. But this banner said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Messiah, or the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes to the... Uh, but then, then dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. And I thought, gosh, maybe I'm in the wrong place. Now, there's those that teach, great teachers that teach and say that this was a sequential reality, a, a, a fact of history. But it's sequential. It's historically sequential. In other words, it began with the Jewish people, but then it moved on to the Gentiles as if that was relegated to a specific time in history. I absolutely do not believe that. I believe just as I will bless those who bless the children of Israel is an eternal truth, an eternal principle found in Genesis chapter 12. And history has shown this, right? History has proved out that those nations that have blessed the Jewish people have been blessed and those that have cursed the Jewish people have been cursed. It's not just a fact of history at that time. It's a universal reality throughout the ages. In the same way, the gospel being for the Jew first is a biblical principle that needs to be followed today. That means that the Jewish friend, neighbor, coworker in your life is not there by accident, right? That means that the Jewish people have to be reached everywhere as a priority of the church. Now, there's there's lies, there's, there's doctrines of devils, and I don't know how, any other way to say it, that have worked against, against that truth. One is replacement theology. The erroneous doctrine that the Jews rejected Jesus as Messiah, and therefore God has rejected them, irrevocably, eternally, and replaced them with the new people the church. And this doctrine is very old. It goes back over 1700 centuries, but it's a lie. It's a lie. God never replaced the Jewish people with another people. He engrafted Gentiles into the people of Israel, into the natural olive tree as unnatural branches, and now you've become partakers of the blessings given to Israel. But it's not a replacement of them. God remains faithful to the Jewish people. And the gospel priority to the Jew first is a key that will unlock the nations of the world to us. It's a missing key to evangelism. It's a missing key of understanding and replacement. Theology has so damaged this truth. Has so undercut the plan of God and the blessing of God. From the church and from the world. And folks, we need to restore this truth to the church. We need to speak out against replacement theology. God says, as long as the sun shines by day and the moon and stars shine at night, they declare God's supernatural preservation of the Jewish people, according to Jeremiah chapter 31. And the fact that the ites of history are all gone, the Amalekites, the Jebusites, the Canaanites, all of the ites are gone, but the Israelites remain is a fact that proves that this bible is true we've got to take a quick break don't go anywhere
0: here at jewish voice we are dedicated to proclaiming the good news that jesus is the messiah to the jew first and also to the nations we also provide life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished jewish people in the world
2: that's why your gift is crucial For your gift of $40 or more, we'll send you this collector set of three important new resources by Rabbi Jonathan Burness. In Jonathan's new book, Unlocking the Prophetic Mysteries of Israel, you'll discover the seven keys to understanding Israel's past, present, and future role in God's plan and your vital role in bringing the kingdom of God to earth. The companion study guide helps you dig even deeper with guided questions and personal reflection. And this seven DVD set with bonus material not in the book. We'll also add our Jewish Voice Today magazine with timely insights into Israel and the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. Or when you bless the Jewish people with a new monthly partnership of $25 or more, we'll send you all of these resources. And Rabbi Bernus will personally hand-endorse and sign his new book just for you. Call now to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $25 or more. Or, for these gifts, specify offer 1966 when giving a one time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support, or send it to us at Jewish Voice Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona 85001. Call, click, or write to us today.
1: if you're just joining us, we're talking about the prophetic mysteries of Israel, keys that actually unlock understanding to the last days. Folks, we have a debt of responsibility back to the Jewish people because it began with them. So not only does the gospel begin with the Jewish people, not only was the new covenant given to them and through them, but we now have a responsibility back to them to proclaim the gospel to them first. And I want to say it again the greatest blessing that you can give the Jewish people is the good news of eternal life. It's a key. It's a missing link to missiology to understand that as the Jewish people are reached, although they're just a tiny community, it opens up blessing for the nations of the earth. God wants us to understand that as his people, that if we'll proclaim the gospel to the Jewish people, as the blindness comes off of their eyes, it will release life for the nations. And that's exactly what Romans chapter 11 tells us. Paul says this in Romans 11:11. 11, 11. I want you to look at it with me. He talks about the rejection of the Jewish people. And I want to clarify here that not all Jewish people rejected Jesus. The idea that the Jewish people have rejected Jesus is wrong. Many Jewish people accepted Yeshua in the first century. All the people that he shared with were Jews, right? Some of them received him. Many of them turned away from him later on. And the leaders of Israel predominantly rejected him, and the people went with the leaders. That's the way it always happens. And they're criticized over and over again as as shepherds that are not guiding the sheep. But Paul makes this connection in Romans chapter 11 that I want you to see in verse 11. And think about this blessing in verse 11. He says, did they stumble as to fall? In other words, has God rejected the Jewish people? Not at all. Rather, because of their transgression or their fall or their rejection, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. I like the King James here, to provoke the Jews to jealousy. You know what he's saying? He's saying it's their rejection as a people, as a nation, that has now opened up the gospel for you. What a great blessing. Aren't you glad that predominantly the Jewish people as a nation rejected Yeshua as their Messiah because it's now opened the gospel to you. Many of you are hearing this right now, knowing the Lord because of that rejection. There is a connection here between their rejection and your salvation. But it doesn't end there. Paul goes on and says this. He says, if their rejection, look with me at verse 15, if their rejection brought reconciliation to the world, What will happen with their acceptance? In other words, what happens when they come back? And he says it will bring life from the dead. And folks, this is where it involves all of you. Because we're not talking about reaching an isolated people group. We're not talking about missionaries going to China or or Siberia or some people group. We're talking about the salvation of the Jews will release life from the dead for the whole world. That's huge. And it can only happen when we understand this key that the gospel is to the Jew first. It's a prophetic key and God wants you to understand this because he's calling you to play a role in the redemption of Israel. Paul shares a great truth in Romans nine where he introduces this principle of the gospel going to the Jew first. When he says, I would lay down my very eternity for my brethren, the people of Israel. Why does he say that? Why is he willing to lay down not only his life, but his eternity for the Jewish people? And the answer, I believe, is this. He understood what would happen when they were restored. He understood that their rejection brought salvation to the nations, but their restoration would bring life from the dead. So get a hold of this. Let the light click on. Is you understand that the restoration of Israel is central to God's redemptive plan for the whole world. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him, anyone from the wisest to the most foolish, would find eternal life. But it begins with the Jewish people and it must always be to the Jew first. So apply that to your life and watch the blessings of God poured out upon you, amen.
0: Jewish Voice Ministries celebrate Israel 2018 tour of the Holy Land. Join Jonathan Burnus as he celebrates the 70th anniversary of Israel's statehood. You'll follow the footsteps of Yeshua, Jesus, and actually walk where the Messiah walked. You'll explore amazing biblical sites, including Jerusalem, the Dead Sea, Mount of Olives, and Garden Tomb. You'll visit fascinating archeological sites, the Holocaust Museum, and even the tunnels under the Temple Mount. You'll get insightful on the spot teaching from Rabbi Jonathan Burness that will deepen your biblical understanding. You can even renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee or be baptized at the Jordan River. Don't miss the 2018 Jewish Voice Ministries Celebrate Israel 2018 Tour of the Holy Land. For more information, log on to our website, jewishvoice.org Israel today. That's
2: jewishvoice.org Israel.